0: Amen. Still talking about living life to the fullest. Quickly hold your Bible. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today I will learn from God's word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, last week we discovered in Mark chapter number 4 a few things. We discovered that the Word of God is indeed seed. Amen? And the concept of seed is amazing. You know why? Because uh, almost all our supermarket aisles are filled with the testimony of seed time and harvest. Almost everything that you see uh, at Pick and Pay is a testimony that seed time and harvest works. And it's a law that is in effect. Amen? Just think of anything. It's probably a product of seed time and harvest and the second thing that's uh, interesting uh, with seed is that only god can create seed did you know that i mean mankind with all our ingenuity and technological advancement the one thing we cannot create is seed men have never mastered the art of creating something and giving an instruction into it for it to reproduce other things only god can do it and Here he deposited the power of his word in a seed form. And he said, if you take that seed and plant it in your heart, that's something else we discovered, that your heart is the garden or it is the soil to which this seed must be planted. Amen? We discovered that seed that is not planted cannot produce. In other words, the words of God that are not planted in your heart will not produce for your life amen i said amen and in this we also discovered that there were three different kinds of soil which represent three different kinds of hearts amen and the first one what we want to do today is to go through each and every different kind of uh, hearts that jesus taught on and try and give you some remedies or antidotes for you not to have that kind of a heart So that you can receive the word of God and let it produce in your life. Hallelujah! So the first kind of uh, soil we discovered was uh, the wayside. Jesus called it the wayside. Amen? And he said, uh, 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 the wayside, he said some seed fell on the wayside. And Satan came, when? Immediately. And stole the word and Here is what's interesting. Let's go to Matthew chapter number 13, verse 19. I want to show you something that's interesting here. Matthew chapter number 13, verse 19. It says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not what? I did not hear it. I did not hear that. It says, when anyone hears the word. So, just because you heard it does not mean you understood it. Amen. Amen. And he said, if you do not understand what you are hearing, then, someone say then, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one who received seed by the wayside. And this is the only class of people that Satan stole the word from. The only person that Satan can steal the word from is someone who lacks understanding. And i said last week this is why in this church we don't major in theatrics we don't major in entertainment we don't major in religious games what we major in is bringing you understanding because i know if i can get you to understand it satan can't steal it from you see we don't measure in emotional highs just to get you excited so because you could still not understand it after having an emotional high And Satan will come and steal that word. And when that word or that seed has been stolen, you will not have fruit in your life. Amen. So how do you remedy that? How do you counter that? The first thing you need to do is to be meek. Be teachable. Hunt your neighbor and ask them, are you teachable? Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 5, verse 5, Blessed are the meek. And that word meek simply means a teachable spirit. See so a lot of ch- people in the church are not meek, they are not teachable. And I believe personally, I think it's my greatest quality. I just love to learn from people that know more than me, or from people that is that have at least walked the road before me. Yeah. You know why? It's the best way to learn from someone else's mistakes. Yeah. Ask them again are you meek? Are you teachable? The Bible says in James chapter number one, verse 21. For us to lay aside all filthiness and all superfluity of naughtiness, but for us to receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. When the Bible says the word of God is ability, it implies the word of God has potential, and that potential will only be re- realized when you put away all filthiness and all superfluity of not and receive with meekness, receive with the teachable spirit. Man, every time you go to a church meeting, every time you go to Bible study, every time you go to a live group, it's an opportunity for God to reveal something you didn't know before. And if you receive it, your life will get the better. Man, but if you go there with a stinking attitude, with a know-it-all attitude, you will not learn anything. And if you don't learn anything, you will not understand anything. And if you don't understand anything, everything you hear will be snatched away from you. So to counter the devil coming in and just snatching everything, make wisdom the principal thing. And with all your getting, get what? Get understanding. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let's go quickly to 2 Timothy chapter number 2, verse 15. Man, this is awesome. <laughs> this is Jesus speaking. Did you realize? It's not Pastor T. It's Jesus who said, if you lack understanding, it will be snatched away from you. And here's what's interesting. This is not a social system. Tell your neighbor it's not a social system. See, the difference between the kingdom system and a social system is that a social system can be breached. And I remember in college, I mean, we'd spend the whole semester just goofing around and messing around. And then 10 days before exams, we'd get serious. And then we would go on and pass the test. We breached the educational system but when it comes to this one this kingdom system it can't be breached if you don't have understanding unfortunately jesus said whatever you hear is going to be stolen from you second timothy chapter number two verse 15 what's the first word there i did not hear that i didn't hear that so the church doesn't like to study the church would rather have someone just come and wave their hand over them and all their problems disappear. Amen. The first thing he told Timothy was study. Say, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, so that you can do what? You can rightly divide the word of truth. The word of truth needs to be divided, and it needs to be divided the right way. See, sometimes I just I just give up. You know, sometimes when you're talking to people and they say, hey, God is the one who's bringing sickness on people and they bring up job. And I'm thinking, man, you're not even a part of that covenant. <laughs> when God gave it, it didn't even have anything to do with you. Yeah. But I just give up. I'm like, man, you didn't even study. You, you're just trying to bring up something to waste my time. But if you study, you realize, hey, I, I belong to a covenant that's better, established on better promises. Yeah. Amen. But it takes you and I committing to studying the Word of God. Let me tell you something else. One hour? How how long do we meet for church here? One hour, 30 minutes? Man, it's not going to bring you an overcoming life. It's not going to do it. You're going to have to put in some extra time. Extra lessons? Is that what they call them? You're going to have to get some extra lessons. That means when you finish here, get home. And study the word in fact that's what it says of the bereans remember when uh the apostle paul commanded them he said be un, be like the bereans that we met in thessalonica that after they heard the word they went home to check double check to see if it was so they went back home and studied it again so they could get understanding amen, amen. i said amen. amen romans chapter number 16 verse 19 Here's something else you must do while you edit, it, while you're studying. Watch what it says. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto that which is what? I didn't hear that. He says, I would rather have you be, be clever concerning that which is good or be wise concerning my word. And simple concerning evil. That word simple uh, is translated simpleton which means retarded so he's saying when it comes to evil be retarded now it's strange because in the church Christians know more about Illuminati than John 3 16. it's strange in the church Christians know more about uh, Kanye West sign and this video more than they know third John verse 2 which is supposed to bring them prosperity and they wonder why they are stuck the bible just said be wise concerning that which is good and retarded be dumb be stupid concerning evil uh, in fact a lot of christians know why they should be sick more than they know why they should be healed man they go and study the sickness and disease multiple sclerosis <laughs> and they tell you pastor i have multiple scler- i'm like what's that Be simple concerning evil, and be wise concerning that which is good. In other words, no multiple Isaiah 53 verse 5, for by his stripes I am healed. Man, a lot of Christians know more reasons why they should not prosper in business than they should prosper. Did you know that you won't find a thing in scripture called profit and loss? The only thing you find in scripture is called profit. But Christians know profit and loss. In fact, they even know why the bank shouldn't give they know more reasons why the bank shouldn't give them a loan than why God should give them a breakthrough. No, the Bible says be simple concerning that which is evil, but wise concerning that which is. in other words, invest all your time and all your being in studying God's word. I think it was Lester Samro. He went to visit uh, uh, Smith the one time, and as he was about to get into Smith Wigglesworth's house, Smith asked him, "Man, what's that uh, uh, under your arm?" And he said, "It's the newspaper." And he says, "Man, you can't bring those lies into my house. Keep them outside." He says, "No, I don't want any lies in my house. I spend my time studying the Word more than I do reading the fears of the world." How many of you feel encouraged after reading a newspaper? What is it called the sowetan like yeah you know now i'm fired up to take the world because i just read the sowetan how many of you feel fired up how many of you feel encouraged after watching the news you know in isis and so on and so forth how many of you come out of this man i'm encouraged (laughs) no it's discouraging but you can go into the word of god and be encouraged amen i said amen The second thing, the second kind of ground we see is what he called stony ground. Someone say stony ground. ground. Let's go to Mark chapter number 4, verse 16. Let's find out what the antidote or the remedy for this is. Still talking about living life to the fullest. Amen. Watch what he says. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Next verse. And they have no root in themselves, so they endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction... Someone say when? when. Notice it didn't say if. It says when affliction. When affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake. So everything you hear, you're going to be tested on it. So everything you learn, there is coming a test for it. Amen? And it's not coming from God either. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, when persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended say, so this thing doesn't work. You know why? Because they did not have enough root in themselves. The truth was not established to the point where it became a personal conviction. It was still at the level of, I heard pastor say something like, if you give, it will come back to you or something, some, somewhere along those lines. Man, there is no personal conviction. It's not a truth to you. But how do you counter that? How do you remedy that? Chap- John chapter number 8, verse 32. John 8, verse 32. Watch what it says. And it says, and you shall what? Know the truth, and the truth shall? Remember, we discovered the word and is a conjunction. And you cannot start a sentence with the word and. Amen? Amen. So notice here, the word and is connecting two variables or two, two truths. So I know a lot of Christians like to just come from a Latini and say, "John eight thirty-two, and you shall know the truth." What is before the end? And I always say this: You cannot go to Nando's and say, "I want and chips." <laughs> it has to be a chicken and chips, or a burger and. You can't just do and. So let's let's find out what the chicken is. Verse thirty-one. Find out what the chicken is. Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If you do what? I did not hear that. I didn't hear that. The key thing is to continue. In fact, the word patience in Scripture and the New Testament simply means being consistent and constant in your salvation. Whether it's raining, I'm still a Christian. Whether they mess me up... In fact, just last Friday, uh, one of uh, the people at the office was asking me, Do you ever get angry? And I was like, man, I don't don't know. (laughs) You know why? Because I made a decision I'm going to be consistent and constant in my salvation. Oh, does it mean I don't get opportunities to get angry? I get plenty in a day. I get plenty... Just from waking up, there's plenty of opportunities, plenty things to get angry about. I just don't take them. Amen? And it's a decision you have to make that, hey, listen, I am going to continue in His Word. And then when you continue in His Word, then you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So one of the ways to develop root in the Word of God is to continue in the Word. Amen? Amen? You can remedy just having a shallow uh, depth if you continue, if you are persistent in continuing in God's Word. Amen? The second thing you need to do is to meditate the Word of God. Meditation develops roots or a root system in your heart. Whatever you meditate on, you simply become one with the object of meditation. That's why the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You must meditate a truth in God's word that you are read it even before there is a manifestation that you are it. In fact, the church has rejected this truth of meditation. Particularly us Pentecostals. You know why? Because we like the noise. We like to shout. But you must realize the children of Israel were quiet for about six days and they only shouted for one. There is a place for meditating God's word. There is a place for sitting and listening to God. In fact, when you meditate, whatever you meditate on, oh man, I have so many things happening in my head right now and in my heart. Did you know that everyone is a master meditator? Have you ever gotten so angry just thinking about something that was done to you? I mean, you get so angry, you you start hyperventilating, you start pacing up, and you you start sweating, your body starts reacting from you just thinking about it. You know what you're doing? You're meditating, and your body is just responding to your meditation. You just think, how could they do that to me? How man, how dare? And you're just pacing up and your body is responding to your thoughts and your meditation. In fact, whatever you meditate on starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in manifestation in your life. This is why sportsmen use this principle of meditation. Before they play a basketball game, in fact, one of the greatest coaches of all time, Phil Jackson, uh, before uh, uh, you would go for the NBA finals or whatever, you would make Michael Jordan and them, uh, Kobe Bryant and them meditate. You would ask them to see themselves winning before they even win you'd ask them to see themselves making the winning shot. And Kobe Bryant would meditate on that winning shot, man. He's walking into the game. In fact, Michael Jordan said it like this. He said, I've already lived it before I lived it. So it was easier for me to live it because I already saw it. Whatever you meditate on, man, that little ball begins to get bigger and bigger, and you step into the world system, calls it the zone. We just call it manifestation. You step into a realm of manifestation, the world system will tell you you step into the zone. And when you're in the realm of manifestation, the Bible says, whatsoever you do, it will prosper. Whatever short, it does not matter. You might not even be looking at the ring. You just throw it. It's going in. Because you saw it going in. So meditation is a key principle. Now imagine meditating on prosperity so much so that it becomes real to you. It starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger in your life. And man, you will not have it any other way. Joshua chapter number 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter number 1, verse 8. And you can put your finger on 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verse 15. Joshua 1, verse 8, and 1 Timothy uh, chapter number 4, verse 15. Now these are... uh, uh, I love these two scriptures because they uh, validate this point. Both Joshua and Timothy were getting instructions from God concerning taking over from their successors or the predecessors. They were the predecessors. Okay? Or from their predecessors or something like that. Something like that. You know what I'm saying. Joshua was taking over from from Moses and Timothy was taking over the church in Jerusalem from, from Paul. So both of them were taking over from amazingly gifted man. Now put yourselves, see, this is part of what you need to do when you're reading scripture. Put yourself in scripture. When it says Jesus called Lazarus and says, Lazarus, come forth, be there with him. See yourself with there with him and, and watch him do it and, and watch him so much, so that it becomes so real to you that I saw Jesus do it and Jesus said, I can do it too. And start seeing you do it too. Yeah. Amen. Amen start seeing you do whatever jesus did he said these things shall you do and greater things than i have done shall you do because i go unto my father so see yourself as 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 joshua taking over from moses that was a tall order i mean moses was the the miracle man i mean you'd throw down his rod and it turned into a a snake and ate up all the other snakes the one time the one time they go to the red sea he just struck the water and boom, the thing flung open and they walked on dry ground. I mean, you could literally see the waters turning back so they could walk on dry ground. I mean, taking selfies on dry ground, just hashtag crossing the Red Sea on dry ground. Hashtag dry ground. I mean, Moses, the one time he prayed and food was raining from heaven. Chicken, baba. Food was raining from heaven. (laughs) And then they say, now you take over leadership from him. You go and take over leadership. I mean, it was tough on the boy. He was like, this is a hard job. And God gave him what I like to call the formula to success. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall what? I did not hear that. You shall meditate in it. How long? You shall meditate in it day and night, so that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have what? Good success. First Timothy chapter number four, verse fifteen. Paul is an amazing leader. I mean, he's responsible for writing uh, two thirds of the New Testament, and Timothy is taking over the church in Jerusalem, fifty thousand strong in membership. And Timothy is just a young boy. In fact, the elders in the church used to just mock Timothy because he was just young. And part of the letter was to address that Timothy might be young, but he is gifted and called by God to do the work. And Timothy is taking over that church. And this is the exact same thing that Paul told Timothy. He says, do what? I didn't hear that. He says, meditate on these things. How do you do that? Give yourself entirely to them. So that you're what? I didn't hear that. Every time you see the word meditation, you're going to see words like profit, progress. In fact, give it to me in the King James Bible. Same scripture. Original King James Bible. First Timothy four fifteen. Can you do that? Is there now? Okay, watch what it says. Meditate upon those these things give thyself wholly to them that thy what (coughs) that thy profiting may appear to all see when you meditate on God's word you won't have to go around trying to convince people that you are blessed no you won't do you know that I'm blessed if you have to do that (laughs) amen (laughs) your profiting will appear to all Amen? Amen? It will appear to everyone. So you have to, if you want to develop root in God's word, sit down, chillax, and meditate on God's word. Yeah. Meditation means to ponder. It means to matter. It means, have you ever seen tennis players, Serena Williams? When she's finished a set, she sits down and she's talking. She's mattering. She's meditating. She's pondering on the next set. They already see it before they go into it. There was a gentleman called George Washington Carver. He literally liberated the economy of the South and the U.S. by meditation. He would go into a room with a blank piece of paper and listen to God. And God gave him over 300 products from a peanut. And here you are calling your salary peanuts. You know how much God can do with a peanut? He gave him 300 products. From oil to face powders to all these things. You know why? Because he meditated. He took time out to listen to God. If we are going to change our communities with solutions, we need to practice the principle of meditation and be so attentive that we can tune into the frequency of witty inventions. You're not going to tap into it being busy. Or going for counseling. You have to sit down and tap into that frequency. It's already there. And here's what's said. Unbelievers continuously tap into the same frequencies illegally and take things that were meant for you. It's supposed to be the church coming up with all these discoveries. Okay, moving right along. The third uh, uh, type of ground is in Mark 4.18. Let's go to Mark 4.18. And he called it thorny ground. Thank you, Jesus. Thorny ground. And these are they which are sown among stones, such as hear the word. Next verse. Such as hear the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful these hear the word but the cares of the world the deceitful of riches stop them from acting on god's word we discovered last week that uh, uh, hebrews chapter number four verse two the same parties had the word about going into the promised land. The other party acted on the word and it gave them profit while the other party did not act on the word and they did not make it to the promise. What is faith? Faith is simply acting on God's word or responding to God's word by your actions. Amen? I said amen. James chapter number one, verse 22 to 25. James chapter number one verse twenty two to twenty five. Let's read it in the king in the amplified, if you can. James chapter number one, verse twenty-two to twenty-five. Watch what it says. Be ye what? Doers of the word. Amen. Be ye doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely what? Listeners to it. Betraying who? Yourself. See, when you just listen and don't do, you are not cheating anyone out of the blessing but you. In fact, the King James Bible says deceiving yourselves. See, when you come to God's word or learning the Bible, when by the time you go to it, you, be, you should be so determined that whatever God tells me to do, I am going to do it. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Next verse. Be doers of the word, for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a what? Just one word. He is like a what? A man. He is like a what? He is like a what? He is like a what? I want to submit to you, and I believe, this is my personal opinion, it's not scripture, but I believe the scripture literally means what it's saying. (laughs) He who just hears and does not do is like a man. What does this man do? The man goes and looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. And what happens when a man, not a woman, does this? Watch what happens. (laughs) For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly what? Forgets what he was like. This is what men do. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Men will literally wake up in the morning, go look themselves in the mirror for like 30 seconds at most. And then just walk out of the house. He doesn't want you to be like a man. He wants you to be like a woman. You know what women do? When women wake up in the morning... They go and look at themselves. In fact, they use about six mirrors in a day. They go and look at themselves at the bathroom mirror to see if uh, 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 everything is still there, you know, from last night. After last night, you know. Is the hairstyle still fixed? And then they go and wash. And after they wash, they go to what is called a vanity mirror to fix everything that is broken on their face and just patch it up, Amen. And then after they finish with the vanity mirror they go to a life-sized mirror and just check themselves to see if it's matching and if the figure is still there amen i've always wondered my wife always just check i'm like what are you looking for just to see if it's still there i'm like who could have stolen it And then after the life-size mirror we go downstairs and into the car as soon as we walk into the car the sun visor and you think it's done as we are getting is she here or she's not here i can do that as soon as we get to the church in the parking lot she takes out the, the 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 portable one the little one and i'm thinking man all these mirrors and that's what the bible is saying be like a woman be consistently checking to see if everything is where it's supposed to be amen they are consistently making amendments based on the mirror she could be sitting at the desk at the office and someone will say hey i want to see you for a meeting in the next 10 minutes the first thing they do go and check the mirror now imagine if you did that As a businessman you have a meeting in 10 minutes before you go there you go and check the mirror of the word amen Amen. someone steps on your feet before you respond to them you quickly go and check in the mirror of the word to see if everything concerning me is where it was supposed to be before you quickly blame your husband or your wife you quickly run to the word which is the mirror of the word see if everything is where it's supposed to be most of the times the problem is with the man in the mirror and you can fix the man in the mirror by going to the word of god and making amendments man that's awesome and when you do that watch what happens next verse but he who looks carefully in the king james it calls it the perfect law of liberty He who looks carefully in the faultless law, which is the mirror, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it. Man, women are faithful to that mirror. Amen. They're faithful to it. Being not a heedless listener who forgets, but a what? An active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing and his life of obedience. So the difference... The game changer is acting on God's word. That's the difference. Amen? That's what faith is. In fact, if you go to James, uh, I believe 2, starting from verse 19, uh, uh, the apostle James says, do you believe in God? And everyone said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, oh, you do well, the demons do too. And they tremble. What James was saying was simply, hey, listen, believing only is not going to change you. not going to fix your problems how many of you know that there's a difference between believing and faith believing is in your heart faith is in your action now if a frail man walked in here and he's so frail everyone can see he's sick there's no need for discernment amen (laughs) did i tell you this story back in youth man this one lady came and she had a terrible flu and i mean we had been studying about the gifts of the holy spirit and people really were excited and this one brother wanted to show us you know i've mastered the gift of discernment he walked into the building and he looked at it and said i sense you have a flu i <laughs> everyone was like ah, ah, ah we could even see it in the flesh that she has a flu <laughs> you know so believing and faith are, uh, uh, are different believing is in your heart faith is in acting okay so if a frail man walked in here so frail everybody can see without discernment that the man is frail and we ask him man, what's wrong with you and he says i don't know and we get one of our doctors here to look at them they look at them and they come back with the report hey pastors elders this man there's nothing wrong with him the only problem is he's hungry you know and we need to feed him within the next 30 minutes otherwise he dies and then we run around, you know. Pastor Trevor said, Hey, we preach prosperity. We cannot let this man die on us. Let's get uh, 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 Marua from a, a company to bring us some food. And they run around. They go and bring the super califragilistic, expialodociously delicious meal that is guaranteed to satisfy even the most discriminating palates. And they bring it. They bring it to the front and put it here with nice silver cutlery. And they say man here is the food and then we proceed to ask the man do you believe if you eat this food you will leave and he says pastor who do you think i am you think i'm some kind of a fool i believe that if i eat this food i will leave 15 minutes do you believe and he starts preaching and i believe that if i eat this food i will not die but i'll leave and he starts doing confessions you know we like confessions starts doing confessions if I eat this food I will live and not die 28 minutes if I eat this food I'll live and not die 29 minutes 55 seconds if I eat this food I will live and not die 59 seconds if I eat this food I will drop dead I have a question for you was what the man saying true or false true How come he died i didn't hear that so you are telling me that what the man was saying is true and he still died why it's the same principle you could be saying all the right things but if you don't act on any of it man everyone believes if they give it it will come back to them good measure everyone go to any church and say who believe if if you give it will come back to you good measure press down shake it everyone say i believe pastor i believe everyone believes but there's only a few that get to eat and act on what they believe this is why there's only a few that get to experience the blessing amen let's go to john John, chapter number 9, from verse 6. In the King James Bible, says, When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sand. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said unto him is it not the one who sat and begged some said this is he and others said when pastor is out of time he must quit preaching